0: Hello and welcome to Hysteria. I'm Erin Ryan. I'm Alyssa Mastromonico Alyssa, isn't it kind of weird that it's called ghosting when the whole scary thing about ghosts is they don't leave you alone? They haunt you. they That's their point. Exactly. So why do we call it when somebody just
1: totally disappears without a trace, ghosting? Erin, we're hitting the deep, deep points today. And <laughs> I'm so glad because this makes no sense. One, the reason that... We know ghosts exist, is or whatever. It's because, like, allegedly you can see them, so they're not like invisible, and they haunt you. It's the whole point of a Christmas Carol. So I don't know. I don't know why we call it ghosting, Erin. Maybe we should get into it.
0: Yeah, maybe we should get into it. We will get into it later. Uh, but first, let's get to what we are getting to today. Oh. This week, we're joined by Tian Tran and Megan Gailey to tackle the following questions. Why are two Democrats and 50 Republicans standing between the American people and the agenda they voted for when they elected Joe Biden president in 2020? What is ghosting and when is it OK? Why should the lip syncing trend be tossed in the ash heap of history? All this and more right now. OK, Alyssa, I have a confession for you. OK, OK. Um, are you about to tell me you're pregnant? <laughs> um <laughs> It does look, I do look like a snake that ate like a like a dinosaur egg. You at this unhinged point. a jaw and had a, a possum today for sure. I I told my college girlfriends that I pythoned a watermelon. I look like <laughs> I'm very very lo- I'm 39 weeks plus right now. I'm I'm just about at my due date and yeah, it's uh it, it it's it's a journey. I, I'm at the point where it's just – I can't, I finally got to the point where it's hard for me to put shoes on. Which okay. Well, I, that's good. I mean, just at the very end. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just at the very end, but still I'm like, oh, yeah, this sucks. I don't want to continue to be in this physical state. It's not. It's not the most fun, but I haven't decided if it would be less fun to be in this physical state than it would be to be wiping poop off a tiny baby butt every two hours. And, you know, feeding it and all that stuff. So I don't know. I'll have to report back once I have a newborn. What is more annoying? Very late pregnancy (laughs) or having a newborn baby that I have to keep alive. And I will go to jail if I don't. Um, Okay. Uh, so I was getting annoyed today about non-physical pregnancy things. And that was when I was preparing for the show. I was trying to get the latest on the Democrats build back better agenda. And my brain, Alyssa, noped out. You ever get that where your brain is like, nope, I can't, I cannot fucking deal with this. This is among the most annoyed I have ever been with politics, and that includes during the Trump administration. So can you please tell me, am I crazy? Am I being a wimp? Am I a snowflake? No, no. Here's the thing, Erin. Hysteria
1: needs to be a space for all feelings, and that includes being annoyed as fuck That. Let me just bring it back. I don't know when, because you came up with this, but we said it a lot. And I don't remember if it was during Trump or during 2020. I don't remember. But we were like, the Republicans are bitches who can't govern. And Democrats can sometimes be bitches who are afraid to govern. Yes. So like, come on, guys. I mean, look, fundamentally, fundamentally, look, I'm, I'm tired of expressing annoyance or outrage and people explaining to me the math. Like, I get the fucking math. okay? I get the math. You don't need to explain it to me. But it's like, does anybody, anybody, Aaron, do you think that if the GOP had majorities in the House and Senate or 50-50 split, whatever the fuck, plus a VP,
0: that they'd be squandering the opportunity to bring about real change? I mean, here's the thing. They did at one point have all three. And they did squander it, but but that's because they didn't have any fucking plans. They were like, right, exactly. Good point. We're going to repeal and replace Obamacare. It turns out that was not true. Turns out people kind of like Obamacare. Yeah, (laughs) they didn't really have any plans. But the Democrats did have a plan. Joe Biden won the presidency on a plan that was very progressive. And now Democrats are saying that they cannot possibly enact that plan. Because it's somehow a bridge too far on all of these supermajority issues. Something like, what, 80% of people support paid leave for all. 80%. Right. And, Why? and Aaron, just to – we all know that almost every
1: industrialized country in the world
0: but us has it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's gotten to the point where – and I've said this before, but it comes down to a bunch of people – we all kind of understand that the American economy runs on the uncompensated labor of women, and especially women of color, especially low-income women. And there is one group of people who is like, hey, that, that labor is extremely valuable, and we need to preserve the sanity and well-being of the people who provide it by compensating them, either by giving them time off, or by increasing their pay, or by, like— having any sort of social safety net for them instead of just expecting them to figure it out. But now it's like there's another side that's like, yeah, but we don't have to do that. We can we can extract more from these people without giving them anything in return. I guess here's my the thing,
1: you know, as, as we have talked about for years, the thing that is the most sort of distressing is the fact that the paid leave has gone from 12 weeks to potentially four. And yes, I hear everybody when they say four is better than zero. That's for sure. But at four weeks, and I say this as a woman who has never had a child – but I know a lot of ladies who have. And at four weeks, if you have had a C-section, you're barely supposed to be lifting anything. You're not supposed to be alone. driving. You're not supposed, you're not supposed, to, be supposed to be driving. Let alone my friends had to, people who lived in townhouses, had to move to the first floor so they didn't go up and down stairs for several weeks. So how on earth is like the benchmark of four weeks? Like, yeah, they're all good by then. We can send them back. I mean, I realize now that we're not letting people take any time. But if given the opportunity, I guess I just don't understand of all the compromises that are to be made, why that why paid
0: leave even has to be on the table, you know? Yeah. And it seems like Democrats are really shooting themselves in the dick because you know who, for all of her faults, has tried to be a proponent of paid leave in in her half assed girl bossy way when she was in the White House. Ivanka Trump did go around trying to get paid leave enacted. And I feel like and this is just me kind of taking a step back and being the kind of bloodless political commentator that I hate. But politically, it is such a stupid move for Democrats to not grab this opportunity to own such a popular initiative. Because in 2024, what if Trump comes back and he's like, I'm running on paid leave? What? What? What do we? What do we do then? Because Ivanka's still there; she's still in his ear, and Trump lies about everything to get whatever he wants, and he could easily lie about that. If the Democrats leave something this popular open for President Trump, former President Trump, to lie about in order to get himself reelected, he will fucking lie about it. It's just like, okay. And another this thing. T- oh, sorry, go keep ahead. going. No, you you go with it. I was going to say another thing: the dropping of the climate priorities. Is I'm going to say some stuff that is going to sound no. I refuse to ad- I refuse to acknowledge that this is ageist because it's just fucking true. We are watching a bunch of old people who will be dead before their homes are underwater, telling everybody else that nothing needs to be done to preserve the environment. And like, do you know how old the average signer of the Declaration of Independence was? Like in their twenties, right? Forty-four. 44. Oh, Oh. Yeah. But that's like a wunderkind in in this Senate. If you're 44 and you're a senator, you've got a bright political future. You're not an average age person. Like there are people who were literally in their 20s and 30s. There were teenagers who were involved in building the American experiment. And right now, I don't think they ever would have intended for This many people, so removed from the long-term consequences of their decisions, making decisions like this. This is, like, un-American to me.
1: Well, especially when uh, parts of California got rain for the first time in 200 days this week. Uh, New York and the East Coast is getting more rain than is imaginable, uh, based on my experience growing up here. And everyone's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's it's just, it's, it's not fucking fine. There are complete organizations built around saving oceans and fixing the air quality and the Copenhagen 26 or whatever the fuck it is, is this week. And it's just... Aaron, how can anyone look around or walk outside or be like, "Oh, it's totally fucking normal for it to be 80 degrees in October," and not think that we should pay some attention, some attention to the climate?
0: I mean, can we talk briefly, Alyssa, about the maximista of the Senate, Kirsten Cinema? Oh, please. Let's. Um, you were expressing this to me the other day in a way that I thought was really succinct and like. Mm. You said that you were more angry at her than you were at Joe Manchin. Yeah, and I would love, I would love to hear why you find her to be the bigger villain here.
1: So here's the thing: this is Joe Manchin. Nothing he's doing is surprising. Um, I would almost say the fact that he's at 1.5 trillion is surprising and shows an open mind. Um, he, this is who he is. He is a very moderate person. He is from West Virginia. It's not super shocking that the climate stuff is not, uh,
0: like. Not a hot item for him. It sort of is, though, because it's like so short term for him to ignore totally. climate stuff. But yes, point point taken. But but cinema had this like progressive cloud
1: around her as she was running. I mean, she was like a Nader Democrat. I mean, she she campaigned as someone who was down with all of this shit, and the hard right left whatever turn she's made is um, it's disappointing. It feels like fraud, right? It's like the opposite of Bernie Sanders. Like Bernie has been the same person for 40-some years, more than that. Um, you can always sense where he will come down on an issue. And and she is just... I have to find my words A here. liar? She is, like, performative in all the ways. I mean, it's like... It's, like, why – it's, like, everything she does, it feels to me in some way, shape, or form is meant to get attention. And, I mean, I guess anybody – like, you can be that way. That's her right. You know, it's fine. Good for her. Um, But – Yeah, I think the reason I'm just more, I'm more angry at her is because I just expected so much more, you know, I mean, because she did, she did. I mean, I didn't think she was like a radical progressive, but she definitely campaigned as a more progressive person than she is being right here right now. Because also the other thing is, is that these negotiations have been going on for weeks, months at this point. I don't know. I've lost track, but. It also doesn't feel as if she's in this, like, negotiation to, like, really compromise, right? I mean, the whole point is of a negotiation is that you know where you are. I mean, look, fucking watch House Hunters, okay? Like, you know where you are. You know where the seller is. You know, you usually try to meet somewhere in the middle. And it just feels like the thing that is frustrating is that, like, I guess because— I think, that, I think that Manchin is mostly being true to himself. I don't expect that much different. And I do actually think that based on where I think he would be left to his own devices, he is compromising. And I feel like she's just like waiting to get attention or wants people to come to her. I just – I don't feel like there's good faith going on. But yeah. that's just
0: one person's uh, – Couch pundit to, op- opinion. You don't need to qualify it. I feel really bad for all the people in Arizona who busted their ass to get her elected. Um, she was elected in 2018, which was a tough year. And it was it ended up being a historically incredible year in terms of performance of Democrats. And that was in large part due to people on the ground in these places that were it was impossible for Democrats to win, who made the impossible happen. And Arizona was one of those places. And like. You know, it's it is cool that Kirsten Cinema gave Martha McSally her first l of her two totally L's, but, agree. But, you know, it is so disappointing and it feels disingenuous in a way that it would feel disingenuous if, like I were suddenly to return from maternity leave and pretend to be like conservative to become a Fox News pundit. Like I feel <laughs> like there are people that put on a performative, conservative transformation all the time because there's so much money in that space to just be insane. But like when it happens on our side or when it when it feels opportunistic on on the progressive side it I feel like personally cheated and I also feel very bad for the voters of Arizona who really I'm sure wanted something different.
1: Well also here's a here's I think what I was trying to say earlier but couldn't get the words out of my mouth is that could you imagine going to bed every night knowing that all of these priorities were literally in your hands, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that it is part of if this were a debate over abortion, okay, and she'd been raised hardcore Catholic and she just couldn't get there, that position I actually understand a little bit more than I understand what is going on right now because there's no—she hasn't staked out previously any positions that she's for. So it's— curious or confusing why she's suddenly against these things. And I think that when people, you know, I'm not for forever making fun of, you know, how someone comes across, right? But she just doesn't come across as someone, whether it's when she's walking the, the uh, walkways of Reagan Airport and being questioned by a constituent, or whether she's walking through the halls of Congress or doing interviews, her she does not, to me, put forward the persona of someone who understands how fucking deadly serious the responsibility she has taken upon herself is. And mm-hmm. so to me, that is what I find really frustrating and really upsetting because I think if it were either of us or anybody else and we were like, Oh my God, the fate of hundreds of millions of people is in my hands. I just don't think that I would, I don't know, be wearing a, Denim vests on the floor of the Senate. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I just. Look, I feel like she's may, not taking it serious. We
0: we talk about we talk about male politicians who don't act like they're taking it seriously. Ted Cruz can't get a suit that fucking fits him for his life. <laughs> like it, you know, there are plenty of people who uh, Mo Brooks and his ridiculous ass windbreaker over his Kevlar vest on January sixth. Oh sure, you didn't know that that was a planned insurrection. You dumb <laughs> fuck. Like, how's do you think we are as stupid as everyone you've always surrounded yourself with, Mo? We are not. Um, But, you know, I I think that she seems like an unserious person. And that's not and that's not a sexist thing to point out. She does not act like a serious person. And this is deadly serious. And that's part of the reason that my brain noped out when I was thinking about this and thinking about all the things that are on the table. Climate, uh, you know family leave, the Medicare uh, improvements that would give people dental and vision care that Bernie Sanders has been pushing for so long. He was in the Midwest, like, knocking skulls together all summer, trying to get people excited about this. And, like, now all of his work, all of the work of all of the progressives is about to go up in smoke because of this. And the thing that, that seems really gross to me is the sort of, like, ESPNification of the negotiations here. Like this isn't a game. This isn't a sport. The people that are making the decisions are the ones that are the least affected by the decisions. It would be like, Alyssa, what if you came up to me and were like, oh, you know what? There's a wedding happening in Macedonia this weekend. You need to pick the color scheme. I'd be like, I don't know, fucking purple. You know, like (laughs) it, it affects me zero. I have no concept of like how offensive the color purple is to a person attending the wedding. You know what I mean? I'm totally, totally disconnected from the effects of that decision. And the people that are making these decisions are totally... Totally disconnected from them. Except Kirsten Cinema has included as part of her, you know, her backstory, the story of her being so impoverished that she had to live in a gas station without water. And it's like, okay, so that happened to you, but you don't care about doing anything to keep it from happening to other people. Is that what's happening? Right. Because if that's what's happening, then then like you're just a fucking
1: asshole. I mean, yes, that's that is. And the, the other thing to your ESPNification of the coverage of this is like what I'm also not here for is. All of the pundits and all of the news people being like progressives cave. No, no, that's where I want to be like, do the math. I mean, at a certain point, I applaud they have worked so hard. And the truth is, if they do pass a one point five trillion dollar bill here, it is a victory. Like, it is a victory. It is. But it could be a bigger victory, is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 but. That is not because they have not tried their level best to, uh, you know, bring to le- bring to fruition all of the things that Democrats have been campaigning on for the last couple of years.
0: Yeah. And here's the thing. These things are supermajority issues. These things that are on the table to be cut are supermajority issues. Uh, making the child tax credit permanent, supermajority issue. Like allowing Medicare recipients to get dental and vision care included as part of their— Elder care, pretty popular stuff. Paid leave, pretty popular stuff. I was thinking on the drive here today, just seething in California rage. um, I'm like, you know what? The Senate is so broken. Like, the Senate is so broken that I feel like we would have a better, we would have better luck just having every state pass it as a constitutional amendment than we would to get anything through the fucking Senate right now. Like, I would re- I, I think that we should get rid of the Senate. I, I love some people in the Senate, but it's such a broken institution. Get rid of it. Make it like a shelter for homeless cats. Or
1: you could just get rid of the filibuster.
0: That's true. But the filibuster, I mean,
1: it'll come back. It's it will. I'm just saying I would I you know me. I love a
0: half measure. I start with the filibuster. OK, well, can we at least like make the dome into some kind of cat? play tower you know that i'd be down with that okay that sounds like a good idea um do we have anything else to talk about news wise oh i I did want to say i did want to close one on one thing you know democrats have been sort of negotiating against themselves which is nuts to me and it sort of reminded me of when i was talking to my editor at the daily beast about maternity leave when i first told him uh he i was kind of like I, do you ever do that thing where you're negotiating and you just ramble? Totally. Yeah. So I was like, well, I could work until this and then I could do this and then I could do this. And, and he interrupted me and was like, I'm going to stop you now. You're doing that like Elmer Fudd negotiating against yourself in a Bugs Bunny cartoon thing. Don't do that. Just ask for what you want instead of like talking yourself down. And I was like, God, Harry, you should give a talking to to the Democrats in the Senate. Um I just wish they would stop Elmer flooding themselves. Agree. Agree. Okay, we have to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to revisit that ghosting topic that we brought up And welcome back. Alyssa, you and I at the top of the show, we're discussing how weird it is to call it ghosting when somebody disappears, when real ghosts stick around and are scary forever. I think ghosting right. should be more like stalking, but <laughs> whatever. Um, I understand that you have a pretty good ghosting
1: story. Yeah, guys. So I don't know if like because, you know, when I was really dating, there wasn't technology of any variety, really, that it was like easier to ghost or 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 you could make more excuses potentially be like my answering machine wasn't on. But anyway, I had dated, gone on a couple dates with this guy. So fun. Also, heart had just been broken, oh. was so excited, had been like destroyed on Match.com. One of my friends was like, how many winks did you get? And I was like, what's a wink? OK, so not good. <laughs> and so I end up on the did this date with this guy who I, we'd been set up by other friends. And I was like, oh, my God, this is great. We went out a couple times. And then I never heard from him again, ever. And I was like, I don't understand. I did the star six, nine, like where you block your number and try to call. Mm-hmm. Like couldn't. Could, there was no social media stalking. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. This is so sad. Fast forward about eight years. I am in uh, my apartment in Washington, D.C., watching Ina Garten, as one does, and she was doing uh, viewer mail, and she did a video viewer, and all of a sudden, I hear his voice, and he's like, hi, Ina. (laughs) I want to know, I'm making a special anniversary dinner for my husband. (laughs) My wow. head whipped around so fast. I'm like, it's him. I have never felt so fucking free in my entire <laughs> life. It's 100% not you and 100% oh, wow. him. It's, a, it's not what? you, it's 100% him. 100% him. That's what everyone needs to remember. Ghosting
2: is never about you. I don't know why I wasn't expecting that. When you brought up Barefoot Contessa, I really should have seen the writing on the wall. But I was like, what, who, what's he doing? Wow. <laughs> You're vindicated. Making an anniversary dinner for his husband. He loved you. Oh. The thing is, he loved you. Yeah. It just You just weren't right for him.
1: Y'all could have been good friends. If we had ended up together, I somehow feel that he wouldn't have been asking Aina how to celebrate our anniversary. <laughs>
0: Oh, that is a good ghosting story, and on that note, I want to bring in the two wonderful panelists who are here with me live in studio. Again, it's so good to be, like, in the same space. It feels so nice. First, she is an actor, comedian, writer, performer. She does everything. Mm-hmm. Tian Tran.
3: Hi! Wow! Oh my god, this is crazy! Oh,
0: <laughs> um, Hillary Duff! No. Yeah, she's I Hillary, D- Hillary Duff's can't. friend now, um... <laughs> Tien, I'm gonna. We're, we have a lot of questions that we can ask you offline okay. about Hillary. Doug, um, <laughs> she's the best, by the way. <laughs> She's amazing.
3: Oh, She's wow. the coolest.
0: Let, Let the rain fall, fall down. down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let it fall down. She, you know, I feel, like, I feel like Disney Channel is a meat grinder for t- child yes. actors and for somebody to emerge out the other side and just be, like, really cool and sweet and good at what they do is, like, awesome. It's awesome. Good for her. Um, Tian, on topic, what is scarier, being ghosted or being skeletoned? I don't know what being skeletoned is. I mean, when you say being skeletoned, I mean, like, that feels like I'm I'm being scalped
3: to the bone. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I would say being skeletoned mm-hmm. is way scarier. Yeah, happy to be ghosted.
0: Did honestly. you ever dress like a ghost for Halloween? Mm-mm. Are you dressing up as anything this year?
3: No, you know I was gonna we, we, we I was gonna go to a Halloween party, but it got canceled unfortunately. But the costume that my partner and I were gonna go as. Was uh, Joan Chen from Twin Peaks and the hot sheriff? Oh, wow. <gasps> she was gonna she was gonna go as the the sheriff, and I was gonna go as Joan Chen. Oh and my we god. would both have been in like hot blazers, and you know, next time. You can oh just my god, role play at home. I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that is very enticing. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a great couple's costume. I would be excited to leave. The party with my partner, whoever they were yeah. dressed up as in, in, that, in that situation. I don't do spooky costumes.
3: I, I'm on, honestly a scaredy cat, so. Really? Yeah, very scared. Don't watch time. horror movies? No, nope. Never watch a horror I, movie. I've only seen, like, uh, Get Out and Us.
2: Mm, and those are scary. And those, those
3: are, are scary,
0: scary. But I felt like culturally I had to. But the other ones... But Get Out and Us are, like, popcorn scary. They're, yeah. like, meant to be watched in a theater full of people and, like, to experience. the. That's what I love about, like, monkey paw stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you, it's made to be watched with a group of people and all of you to have that experience. But, yeah, there are some movies that are not collective experiences. No. Like, I saw Hereditary in a theater, and everyone was like, ah! It was like a theater that served food. It was uh, Nighthawk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everyone was like... Uh, Like you get served food and beverages Mm -hmm. during the movie and everyone was like pushing their food (laughs) away. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. during the part where the man burns alive. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Gross. I bit into
2: a um, chicken pesto sandwich in the middle of It Follows when the woman oh. pees down her leg. And I was like, oh, my God.
0: Why are you guys eating <laughs> oh, during Because that's all the, the best horror- part. Yeah, that's <laughs> the best part of going to see a horror movie. Also, you have been hearing her talking. She is a comedian and a writer. And if you are in Indianapolis or nearabouts, you can see her at Helium on November 24th. Megan Gailey. Hi, guys. <laughs> Megan, I understand that you are currently two skeletons. I am. I have a, I have a full spine inside of
2: me right now. A, a baby l- spine. A little baby spine. He's only the size. He's a he. Um, he's only <laughs> oh! the size of a lemon. Yeah, he's a he. He's only the size of a lemon, but he's got all the parts.
0: Have you so have you seen him yes, on the little? Waved. He waved. He waved, and he kicked his little foot. Oh my god! And then he
2: turned away, and I said, "That's a good sign. I don't want. I don't want a camera-hungry baby." Yeah,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. Not in this day and age.
0: No, competing with me? Hell Absolutely no. not. So, congratulations, Thank Megan. You. Um, when when are you expecting? On the end of April. Wow, that's <clears> exciting. <throat> mm-hmm. Oh my yeah. gosh, our babies can be friends.
2: I know, and you're moving to my neighborhood. I, know. I was <laughs> telling you all that. The hot playgrounds.
0: <laughs> Which it's like, I
2: don't even know why I know, but yeah. I know. I was like, you don't okay, know.
0: Megan, why do you know those? <laughs> because I stay in with the kids.
2: I stay in with the kids.
0: You know what? I bet Alyssa knows the hot playgrounds too, though. Like Guys, where, come on, of course I do. Yeah. She I would imagine that Alyssa is among the most I, I read an article in the New York Times the other week about how they have outlawed godparents in Sicily <clears throat> because it's it's being used as a way to cement mob rule so by making oh. a per, a mob boss a godparent you like build an association or whatever wow. anyway so they've outlawed it and the sicilians are like real italian mad about it um but i was just like thinking i bet Alyssa is a sort of like godfather type figure too she's like wow. the, the god aunt of let like- me tell you my niece jj
1: She runs
0: Washington Square Park.
1: Wow. It is, it's like not even, it's not even like the pictures of her. She's like convening young people all the time and just being like, here's what we're doing today. So she doesn't even need me to be the mob boss because she's the, she's her own tiny little
0: Fur vested mob boss. Yeah,
2: that's a hot park too. Yeah, that is park. a hot
0: park. To be the the mob boss of that park is quite impressive at and that she age. Is. She's she's mob bossing at a fifth grade level already. Um okay. Let's uh, let's talk about ghosting, guys. We're gonna talk about ghosting. It's sort of a pun. On theme Halloween episode, but uh, we asked for oh, there's a picture of oh Alyssa's. wow, Hi. yeah, she's Am got I right? attitude. Wow, she's <laughs> oh my god, I would listen to her at the, <laughs> the playground. I, I, we better listen to her. <laughs> I know. Um, okay, so let's listen to one of our listener submissions about being ghosted. So I was dating a boy. He lived a few states
2: away. He was coming down to visit me for my birthday. At this point, we had traveled to see each other a few times. And we were about to decide to be fully exclusive. Before that, he wanted to just go on one last date with this other girl. And they apparently hit it off because he didn't tell me. He just blocked me on everything. Changed his relationship status on
0: Facebook to being in a relationship with her. And they've now been dating for three years. So I guess it all kind of works out.
2: Oh, Oh, that's weird. Like I'm going on one final final date. You know, like it's like eating McDonald's before a diet. It's weird. (laughs) And I like that she called him a boy.
3: Yes. I was dating a boy. boy. (laughs) I mean, I saw red flags come like, sorry, but like long distance, different states, with a boy, I don't know. How, how, I just I don't trust
0: straight couples to do it. Um, <laughs> you knew it was going to be bad. You knew yeah. it was going to end well. Yeah, I agree. Um, how do you think that that fits the definition of ghosted? Let's like define our terms first. Ooh. So, what is Megan? What is what is ghosting? What is being ghosted?
2: I think it's someone that you have talked to consistently, probably like there's a rapport there. I would imagine it's more than one date, probably in the three plus, and you just never hear anything from them again. That's extreme to block someone um, because then they can't, watch what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So when she said he changed his relationship on Facebook, I'm guessing she had a friend look him up, which is great to have friends for. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think three plus dates and someone you talked to, maybe even on like Gchat. I know people have been ghosted on Gchat before. Um, just ghosted on any of the technological platforms mm. that we use.
0: Okay. Alyssa, what is your definition of ghosting? Do you, do you agree with Megan that it's three plus dates and then yeah. a disappearance? I do. I do. Like just to never look back.
1: I mean, honestly, like I feel like if you go on one date and the person never responds to an email, that's just being that's like being a dick. But I feel like three plus is a solid ghost.
0: So ghosting is a bad thing. It's a morally not good thing to do. It's an intentional thing
2: that's
1: going to hurt somebody's feelings.
2: Okay, And I think right? it says a lot – This is, <laughs> my therapist says stuff like this a lot. I think it says a lot more about the person who ghosted than the person who was ghost.
0: The ghosty. The ghosty. The, ghost-y, the, the recipient. Ghost, the ghost like,
2: Oh, then that shows that that person's not going to be able to communicate just sort of basic emotions and intentions.
1: Okay.
3: Three I-
2: plus dates. That's so – see, I
3: think it's like if you've seen their body – In an intimate way, Mm -hmm. even if it's, like, one or two,
0: and you've had some communication, and then you don't talk again. Yeah, a sex ghost. Yeah, like a sex ghost. Yeah. I tend to agree with you, Tien. I think that it doesn't really matter how many times you've hung out. I think it's, like, how intimate the Mm -hmm. interaction was. Like, so if you were hanging out – or if you are talking for a long time and you've gone on three dates but you haven't, like – done anything, I think that's an intimacy that, that merits some sort of communication before you cut off mm-hmm. communication. Or if you, like, talked really intensely or had a super intense hangout and, like, it ended in sex or there was some intimate interaction, I think that that also constitutes ghosting. Yeah. And, and that's different than a one-night stand.
2: Right. See, I'm, I'm choosing I'm, to define mine yeah. as one night stands. <laughs> so I've never been ghosted. I'm coming
3: from a place of like Chicago lesbian scene was so small. So you never really got ghosted. You got, it was a haunting. Like you yeah. were just That's what I did a lot all the time. Because uh-huh. you would see the same people out after you had stopped texting them. Or they had stopped texting me. And Oof. I am just like see them because we all went to the same parties it's like yeah. one one second week of Thursday and then like
0: we're last in week Andersonville. Friday we're in
3: Andersonville we're at Big Chicks yeah. like you, you
0: just it's a haunted house every time you go out <laughs> that does sound spooky <laughs> it's
2: spooky as hell And are
0: Sather's I'm just trying to get a cinnamon roll and all
2: my exes are here I, know, I can't even <laughs> go to a, a
0: straight place like Hop Leaf without running that into it's people really
3: true oh my god
0: oh Chicago jokes guys I know. I know. and Alyssa you were in Chicago for a little bit too yeah I lived there for two years okay I feel like Chicago is a tough place to ghost because it is very enclosed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. regardless of like who you are and what community you're in I think Tien Obviously, it was in a smaller community where they there were like less options to hang out. But like, even I was like solidly in my frat boy phase when mm-hmm. I was in Chicago, and like you could not swing open the door jo- the door of a John Barleycorn. Oh, without, oh my gosh! Really
3: <laughs> went for it.
0: It was what I knew. Yeah. I went to a jock school and football True. Saturdays, and it became a John Barleycorn night. Did you anyway. love the hang up? I just Have to know. I went there like twice and I was not impressed. Okay. There's a lot okay. of people having like divorce parties, hooking up with guys who are like <laughs> 19, and I was wow. like, I don't know about this. My scene. cousin met
2: her husband there.
0: Wow, wow. wow. <laughs> well, you know true what? Success story. Oh <laughs> my god, love finds a way. Love finds a way. Um, have you ever, Alyssa, like you told the story about? Being ghosted. Have you ever ghosted anybody? I bet you're somebody who doesn't ghost.
1: No, no, I take I take that responsibility very seriously. It's not cool. You don't just like go missing on someone. What do you do instead? I say, you know what? I don't. I don't think like we're gonna go out again. Hmm. Or very mature.
3: Mature. Okay.
1: Or you just keep replying,
2: I can't this week. So sorry. Okay. So that's sort of like. Ghost light.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. ghost light. It's yeah. ghost
1: light. But you don't. You don't.
0: You're communicating. Stop. Though. Yeah. Right. That's, you don't
1: just like make the person think they're crazy. So or you're do like
0: crazy things. You so know. You're like the McFly family in Back to the Future 2, and the photograph just slowly fading away. <laughs> That's yes.
1: Also, I can't say that I've had to do it that many times, guys. My skills are not that refined.
0: <laughs>
2: Megan, have you ever ghosted somebody? I did. I do not think I did. I, I did a lot of haunting where I would <laughs> disappear and then I'd pop back up and go because I, it, it, and it's very Chicago specific. I had. I would have like six men on on okay. on, a, on the bench, oh you know, my God. and then I go, well, a that one's team. that one's mad at me, so I'll go to this one. But it, it was, and a lot of them were comedians, so it was impossible to avoid them. But then sometimes I would find regular men out in the world, <laughs> and it was easier. But I didn't. I really. I mean, honestly, email me if you're listening and I'll give you an answer I'm married with child now um can't go out but I I I I think what I did was probably worse because I was like breadcrumbing them along I wouldn't even do what Alyssa would do I'd be like oh I can't this week and then I would get drunk and text them and be like want to come over and have sex with them even though I didn't you know it's like right not great right but maybe kind um yeah
0: so, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that. sure. Not, not sure. You were a not sure. Ghost, you yeah, know? like yeah. So I was spooky. You yeah. were a, you were a succubus. Yeah, you were <laughs> fucking them in the night, <laughs> stealing their life force, uh, and then leaving them bereft of yeah. all feeling and joy. But I've been a part
2: of mutual never speaking again.
0: Yeah,
2: um, and and th- and that felt. Totally fine. Yeah. Totally fine.
0: I mean, I think that sometimes ghosting, and, and I'm going to play devil's or ghost's advocate here. <laughs> um, I think that sometimes ghosting is something that you end up having to do when it appears that someone else can't take the hint. Like, and you mm. don't want to have to, like, sit down and be like, I don't want to see you again. Like, it's it's somebody that you've told over and over again, In a nice way that you don't want to see them or that you can't see them or that you're busy and they won't stop bothering you. And so you just sort of disappear. Like here's an example. Um, When I uh, first got with Josh, there was somebody who years and years before I had had like I'd gone out on like two dates with and we were not like – close Mm -hmm. but he had always sort of like kept in touch and I never he was always the initiator of keeping in touch and Mm -hmm. you know he kept trying to be like do you want to get together do you want to get to and it's like no sorry I can't no sorry I can't and then eventually I was just like I'm not we're not I have a boyfriend now we're not going to get together you know what I mean and so I felt like at that point the ghosting was warranted because I don't feel like I owe him that like hey so i just want to let you know you're a good person <laughs> you know i don't i don't see, need to see it-
1: i don't even think that's ghosting yeah i agree because you gave i think ghosting the other person can't possibly see coming yeah. and what uh, you're saying is that you gave him ample warning mhm
0: that's, and true. Years.
2: And that's years. true and like- years
0: and two dates come on yeah i think come on. I-, I think though that sometimes people really see what they want to see and they won't Take hints that are like being left for mm-hmm. them. Oh yeah, and
2: I've been him. I've <laughs> <laughs> I've been that man. Oh, <laughs> um, what were you going to say? Jen? Oh, I,
3: I mean, when people can't take. I once had. There was a woman that was a friend of a friend, and I we slept together in New York, and it was it was never going to be anything, and so we had like a one night stand in New York. We I went back to Chicago, and we would like text like once a a month, just mm. like a little like hi hello. And out of nowhere, she showed up to my birthday. Oh. And in a different in a di- she time sh- zone. In a, in a different time zone. Oh. That's
0: spooky. She
3: went an hour back. Wow. And <laughs> showed up to my birthday without telling me, like, just a surprise. And, like, thought that we had had, like, a, that we were, like, dating. And, like, an item. And so after she left, I ghosted her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It felt too intense. Right. I think sometimes ghosting is a safety yeah. decision. You know, like I um, I went out with somebody once who I, I had been going out with them for like a period of months and it just like wasn't working out. It, there's just a bunch of stuff. It wasn't going to work out. And after we broke up, he was really hurt and he kept wanting to like have a closure conversation. And I gave him two chances to like I, I sat down with him and I was like, tell me what you want to tell me. And then he kept being like, no, I just want to say this. I just want to say this. And after that, I was just like, no, I'm blocking you on everything. I hate this. <laughs> yeah. You've already yelled at me twice. No. Like, I don't need to get yelled at anymore about how mad you are that I'm not into you. Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't need that. So I feel like, I guess maybe that wasn't a ghosting, but it felt like a ghosting. And I was guilted as though mm-hmm. I were ghosting. I think all of these have in common of like there was even saying
2: like a friend of a friend. I, I think that online dating, it's like you—back in the day, to go out with someone, it's like there had to be some— Set up. You know someone in common. You met at a John Barleycorn. Something that like <laughs> tied you together. And now it's like, oh, there's just random people coming yeah, together yeah, on yeah. the internet, which is beautiful. But also, you feel in a way of like, I don't know you anything. I, we don't know any of the same people. It's like even if you met on Hinge, mm-hmm. oh, you went to summer camp with someone who was in my dorm freshman year. Fuck off. <laughs> you know. So it, it's. I think. People feel more at liberty to do it because Mm -hmm. they're not going to burn the bridge with whoever they have as a connector to that person now. Sure. That makes sense. Let's hear another ghosting story.
1: This is Kate in South Korea. My ghosting story happened when I was in law school. I dated a guy for about a year who was a year older than me. After he graduated and moved to the West Coast, he asked me to come out for a weekend and look at houses for him and to go to a big college football game because I'd gone to undergrad near San Francisco, where he lived. I flew out to see him, confirmed everything, and he never showed up at the airport. I never saw him, never heard from him, only found out that he got married years later through a LinkedIn post
3: oh <gasps> the meanest way to find
0: out oh it's, that's, that's, uh, meanest, the Korean meanest Korean ghost stories no, no, are no. the scariest these are can insane. we just say wait these
2: are insane okay these, these are, are both true, travel yeah, yeah. and like that uh, that's like
0: whoa cruel.
2: it's that, that's crazy
0: Alyssa your face
2: I mean she traveled yeah he left
0: her at the airport
1: oh. I mean that's only something that would happen on 90 day fiance.
0: Yeah. At the at the end of the first season of Eastbound and Down, there is an epic ghosting. You know, where he like leaves her at the gas station. Oh <laughs> no. That's oh. desertion. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I guess maybe ghosting is a form of desertion. I yeah. guess if we think of it as Something that is, like, this person deserted. this. Yeah. Person. Oh, my God. Or being raptured. raptured. Yeah. yeah this yeah. person it's like, got it,
2: raptured. Especially if they're going to be a means of transportation to you. Like, picking you up from the airport, we don't know if this was pre-Uber. Or where she was yeah. going to stay. Right. <laughs> and what if she really wanted to go to the football game? <laughs> Yeah, I'd be like, send me my ticket. Send me my damn ticket.
0: <laughs> send me my ticket. I want to root for a team. <laughs> sports. I love I love man sports. Oh, yeah. Tian, I forgot to tell you. Yes? I, we're going to start on this podcast. We're going to have a style guide. And on this podcast, we're referring to sports that men play as men's sports. Oh, I like that. And sports that women play as sports. Sports. I love that. Oh, uh, I love that so much. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, Uh. getting – wow. I've never been ghosted like that. No. Nor no. have I ghosted –
2: That's really fucked That's up.
0: That's so fucked up. What? What would you do? And, and
2: that just like, I guess, I guess the issue is there would have been no explanation that would have made her go, oh, okay, I get it. Like if he was like, oh no, I started dating someone and it w- or like I went out with someone and it ended up being more serious than I thought it was going to be, she's still going to be mad. But like, So they they just don't do it at all. But it's like now now we all don't know you but think you're a bad person.
0: Yeah. Right. He should – I mean like look, that is such a generous read because the only way for that to be even remotely forgivable is if it had happened like within 24 hours of her arriving. You know, like – because otherwise he should have called her and be like cancel your trip. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Or even just made something. Oh my God. And paid for her ticket.
3: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All of that. Oh,
0: yeah. That's really that's
3: that's crazy. I would be I would have lost my mind in that airport.
0: What would you have done? Like in like, do you have a revenge plan? Oh, no. Oh, my God. See, I love revenge and (laughs) I I'm I'm patient about it uh wow. Whoa. <laughs> i'll never cross you <laughs> <ever>. <laughs> no i mean like i sort of i feel like it's sort of like well he it i wouldn't ever go out of my way to like create a reality that it's like this person hurt my feelings and so i'm gonna like ruin their life this this guy gave him like gave himself all the rope he needed yeah, yeah, know, yeah. i would just be the person that shared that information with people yeah um i would have you know I would have not – I would have been real annoying about it. I would have, like, public been really public about it. So does anybody know what happened to so-and-so? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tag this person in a Facebook post. Does anybody know? I'm really worried about him, uh, blah, 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 blah. Like, even though you, you know deep down what would have happened, like – I would share their – I would share their name – every time I spoke about
2: that story. Yeah, this does – I had something not as bad happen, but I was flying to see a guy in New York. I get off flying, and Because I love across – I love long-distance love. CJ and I were long-distance for nine months. There's just something ugh, out of sight, out of mind. I love it. Um, and so I was flying to see a guy in New York, and I he basically confessed to me that he had spoken to his ex and that, like, maybe they were going to get back together, but he still wanted me to come, blah, blah, blah. So I go, and I was very adamant about, like, I want to pay my way because I don't want to feel like I owe you anything, you know? And so I go. We have, like, a nice enough time. And then a few weeks later, he's like, I did end up getting back together with my ex. And then I publicly uh, Venmo requested him um, $400 with a a bunch of plain emojis for my ticket. That's that's amazing.
0: That's good. Because it's not like it took too much of your time. You know, like no, it, and I wanted my damn money back then. You know, that's fair. You duped me. I think that's fair. And the sex wasn't that good. <laughs> wow! <laughs> you should have written "sex refund." Oh my god! Bad, yes. bad travel sex refund. Yeah. Look, yeah. you're traveling from Chicago to New York. No, you Los gained. Angeles. Oh, oh you my God. Free. No, that's that is like a that's a power sucking trip. Yeah, yes, that's a lot. Yeah. Oof. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> and I
2: bought, like, new clothes for it. Oh, I you did charge charge him for the clothes. I did my
0: hair in JFK.
2: You know, just like, sad <laughs> stuff.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Alyssa, you have another ghosting story that you mentioned when we were talking about this topic. Besides the the Ina story. Oh, my God. Which one? <laughs>
1: I mean, not like that, but there... You guys... I Again, I think that because... Back when I went through all of my dating, it's like people just went missing and you couldn't find them. So it's like if they didn't answer their phone, that was all there was. Well, they're but dead. There was, uh, there was another guy. Was this ghosting? Yeah, yeah, I think it was ghosting. We went on a couple dates. He had a diabetic cat. Um and no. he used to go home every day to give the cat insulin. I was like, what a, you guys know, I was Aww, like, what a yeah. wonderful person. And so I was living in Boston and I had, uh, I was so excited to be living in Boston because of the Boston Pops and it was Christmas. And um, <laughs> I invited him and I was like a government worker. I made $19,000 a year and I saved up for these Boston Pops tickets. And I took him to the Boston Pops and I had the flu so badly and I was just like keeping it together. Aww. And then I never heard from him after that. And it was such a thing in the house I lived in with five other women, four other women, that his name became What About Bob? Because the particularly shithead roommate would be like, whatever happened to Bob? What about Bob? And I was like, bitch, you know what happened to Bob. He left the pops. He left the pops and he never came back. And that was, that was it. That was definite, that was definite ghosting because I never heard from him. After the Again. Boston Pops? After the Boston Pops. Oh. That's correct. Uh, that and you know what? That had to be about him, not me, because it was the Boston Pops and I paid, okay? Yeah. What a Grinch. Total Grinch. Total Grinch. Uh, you just
3: got to see if he, like, shows up on, like, diners,
1: drive-ins. And, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> well, luckily, luckily, oh I don't remember gosh. what he
0: looked like okay, or okay, his okay, name okay. anymore,
1: so we've gotten past that.
0: Was <laughs> it his name, Bob?
1: I can't actually remember. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> okay, so, guys, if we had to establish, like, an official guide to ghosting people responsibly, oh, because we've established that there is, like, wildly irresponsible ghosting, mm-hmm. like our listener who got left at the fucking airport and Ugh. Alyssa who got abandoned after the Boston Pops. Um, that's obviously bad. But let's, let's talk about, like, the gray area stuff. Like, what is a good uh, – what's a good guide to when it's responsible to just, like, disappear from somebody's life?
2: It sounds like do it sooner rather than later. Um, mm-hmm. Don't have people book travel accommodations, yes. um, and yeah, just really disappear. I think leave <laughs> leave no trace. Let them wonder maybe you died. Um, but yeah, don't let it get. Don't let anyone spend money. Yes. on on your behalf, Boston Pops or
0: American Airlines. So if you know for sure that you don't want anything more to do with this person. Don't yeah. like do the money thing. Out Don't of Don't keep going out. Yeah. Just just go away. That's good.
3: Okay, I like that tip a lot. I agree. Yeah, ghost before it, ghost before it gets to be a financial burden for that <laughs> yeah. other person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the other response. <laughs> I mean, I did this a lot. It's just like the the responsible ghosting of like I'm sorry, I'm not free. Just like sending those signals. Mm-hmm. Consistently,
1: you know, you're a busy ghost.
3: So, Mm -hmm. sure, you can't meet
1: up. (laughs) Sure. Uh, Alyssa, how about you? What do you think? No, I think that's right. I think just like, for lack of a better way of saying it, like, let the person down easy, be like, oh, you know, I can't, or oh, I'm going to be away. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, then I feel like you can be like, you know what, I'm seeing someone else or whatever it is. But just, I just think that when you, especially now, again, I am so glad that when I was going through my dating period that I did not have to get blocked on Facebook or anything like that would have sent me into fucking orbit. Mm -hmm. I'd have gone nuts. Like I'd have gone nuts if someone started if blocked me from things, because what it does then is make you think you did something wrong Mm -hmm. when the chances that you are the person that did something wrong are very, very minimal. So I think that when it comes to ghosting, you just have to be like. I shouldn't do anything to make this other person
0: feel crazy. hmm I think that's don't gaslight.
3: Yeah. Ghost yeah. but don't
0: gaslight. I think so. This is I, I thought about this and I was like, what would be a methodical way to ghost? And I don't I don't plan on ghosting anybody ever again. <laughs> married I have a kid coming, it's sort of married with child. Yeah. yeah. Married with the child. child. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oof. That's that's an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. Um <laughs> I think that that like if you're somebody who really has a hard time, like you're trying to let someone down easy and be a slow ghost or a gentle ghost, like gentle parenting, Um, trying to be a gentle ghost, what I would do is very slowly increase the amount of time that it took me to respond to their text messages. Oh, that's good. So, you know, like, you know, taking when I see the text message, be like, I'm not going to respond for like. An hour. And then the next – and put them off. The next time, I'm not going to respond for like half a day. And then the next time, I'm not going to respond for an entire day. And if they don't kind of get the hint from that, I think that that's probably Mm -hmm. okay. Because I've done a slow like, you know, Back to the Future 2 disappearance type (laughs) thing. Um, I also think that – you know, there's there's a point where it's fine for you to be, like, a little rude to somebody you don't owe anything to. Like, there's a point where you no longer owe somebody anything. And I think at that point it's okay to just be, like, to disappear. Also, another thing, block them from your Insta stories. Yeah. Yep. I think that that – if a person is about to be sent into orbit by you disappearing, <laughs> block them from your Insta stories so they can't really, like, see what you're up to. Because the worst thing is, like, when you're trying to kind of – slow ghost somebody and they're like how was mama like and it's how was riverside park it's like oh why are you looking (laughs) you're like visiting your parents yeah it's like uh why are you looking at my stories oh because i made them fucking public and they're available (laughs) for you to see like like i i yeah i think that just make you don't need to block them but just like block them from the like daily updates and stuff (laughs) they're like that's weird then stopping Instagram stories perfectly
2: coincides with when they stop talking to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Maybe pe- they're not posting
3: anymore. What yeah. if the they're like,
0: maybe they're not posting anymore. They're
3: sad. They, they miss, miss me. me. <laughs> <laughs> or,
0: or, or just start posting to close friends and continue mm. to post like, right,
3: look, if this is a dive. Close friends make, I, I don't, have, I, I never set up a close friends because it freaked me out.
2: I'm shocked by some of the people whose close friends I, I am. No, I agree too. with that. I'm like, well, like, I made what?
1: the
0: cut. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm always flattered. I'm 100%. never like no, always hundred percent. I'm never like, What well, you just want something from me. I'm like, that's so nice of you. I think in <laughs> some ways it
2: means we're non-judgmental. Yes, right. you know. Yes, yes. Yeah. Right.
0: Nobody's afraid of me knowing things about their lives. <laughs> I think. Um, let's listen to one more listener ghosting. Hi, my name is Lauren, and my ghosting story starts like any other with online dating. He's from North Carolina, and I grew up in long island new york so i was used to people treating me like garbage we went on about two dates before i decided he was just too nice so i ghosted him after about a month um, i decided to give him another chance and now we've been together for six years and we got married last summer so that's a happy story about ghosting (laughs) She uh, was the yeah. bad one. Yeah. I mean, not you're not bad. You're not Lord, bad. You're no, good. she she, <laughs> she, she came. dragged Long Island. She did. She really that was did. that was like a that was a flogging. Oh, that was wow. good good for her. Um can ghosting stories ever end happily? Besides, I think the Ina Garden story is a happy ghosting story. That's a very sweet ghosting one. Yeah, it's upside. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think they can end happily? A ghosting story? I mean We just, just heard. heard one. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, this, that's the first time I've ever heard like someone being like, Well, I yeah. was a jerk, and then I was like, Okay, unjerk, and now we're married. Like I've never heard But that
1: like before. in some ways, isn't all ghosting sort of a happy ending? Yeah. yeah. Would you have ever wanted to have ended up with a
0: person who just yep. left you? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. See? Yeah. That's true. You know, I have heard some ghosting stories that I'm like, yes, bitch, that's great. I think Sleeping with the Enemy is a movie about ghosting. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sleeping with the Enemy, 1991, Julia Roberts movie, I believe. But it's about a woman who is in an abusive relationship who... Forms this, like, very elaborate plot to fake her own death and literally—and ghost her abusive shit out of an ex-husband. Move to Iowa and start a new life, except her ex-husband discovers that she's still alive, comes to find her, and uh, she has to confront him. But, uh, yeah, it's sort of of a ghosting story. I actually read something the other day on Reddit about a woman— who found out that her boyfriend of five years was cheating on her? And she, what happened in her story, and I'm just I'm paraphrasing, she went over to her boyfriend's house to surprise him. She found him sleeping in his bed with his ex girlfriend. Oh. And what she did was she left his keys on the counter, left like what she had brought over for him on the counter. Like, left the house, changed her phone number, blocked him on all social media, like, did all this stuff to just, like, totally disappear, and then... Like, left town and just was like, no, he doesn't, I don't, I'm not giving him anything. And that, to me, felt like an empowering ghost. Totally. Yeah, That's To take the power back ghost. I'd just be so annoyed if I had to change my phone number. I know. <laughs> but maybe she was ready to cut loose of some other people, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that a response to, like, really egregious infidelity is a a, yeah. a, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a healthy ghosting, I think, is definitely Okay. Um, Do you guys want to do one more listener ghost? Yeah. Yeah, I'm obsessed with these.
1: (laughs) He was keto and he made me wander around finding restaurants for him. And then after going out and going to a few work events for him, he stopped talking to me. A few months later, I saw him at a BART station and he ran out of the station, which by the way is like $7. We then connected again like two years
3: later
0: and then we set up a date and then I was at the coffee shop and then I was waiting for him and then I found out that he blocked me on everything while I was waiting for him on the date and I haven't seen him since.
2: What? What? Wow, I don't think That's you should bad. have agreed to meet him the two years later. Oh my <laughs> like,
0: God, the, I think the main lesson from that is don't live in Boston. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of mean people there. Well, it's an old city, you, you know, yeah. lot a, lot a, lot a lot of ghosts, a lot of ghosts,
3: not a lot of keto friendly restaurants. Keto? <laughs> oh, <I'm guessing laughs> Wait, if you're yeah. in Boston, you're. I, I bet you're having
0: a hard time finding <laughs> good restaurants. We do. We should. Re- we should hit that point. The keto friendly yeah, restaurant. Yeah. Thing. Clam chowder does not qualify. <laughs> no, I don't think.
3: I don't think so either. No, no.
0: Wow.
2: Clam chowder is not keto friendly. Ran uh, away from you, and then you were like, "Let's meet up again."
0: <laughs> oh man. Oh no. You gave it your best shot. You tried. You tried. I think you you tried, and you were way too nice for him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. You're you're better
3: off. Mm-hmm. If someone's running away from you in public transportation. It, it,
0: you're, you're you're way better off. It just I was just thinking about that scene in You've Got Mail when Meg Ryan is waiting for Tom Hanks and she doesn't know that it's Tom Hanks. Uh-huh. And she just is waiting the whole time and then he shows up and is like, "Hey, it's me the asshole, definitely not the guy who was like going to date you." And yeah, he couldn't bring himself to be honest with her.
3: That's he, Tom Hanks knows the whole time that she, Yeah. it's her, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Or he figured out it was, yeah. I think, because she got there first, and he figured out it was her. Mm-hmm. And then rather than meet up with her and be like, ha we've been sort of like soft cheating on our yeah. significant others with each other. Uh, he just was like, oh, fancy meeting you here. I have no idea why. <laughs> well, uh, we're
3: desperate to approve toxic love. <laughs> I,
0: I know. <laughs> I know. We could, honestly, I bet that there's entire books written about how rom-coms have poisoned us. Oh, for sure. Because I think they've made us think that, like, dramatic gestures are what win people over. Yep. Well, oh, when I think about that Pina Colada song. Yeah. It's like, you were both going to cheat on each other.
2: Wait, right? Pina
1: <laughs> if you like oh, Pina Pina-tas,
2: Pina-tas. Pina-tas. Yeah. It's their husband and wife.
3: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, their oh, husband yeah. and
0: wife. The first l- words of it are, I was tired of my lady. Yeah, and she we'd was tired of him, and we'd... so they started okay. corresponding. I need to listen to I did not know closely. That. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's, it's a song about an attempted ghosting <laughs> gone awry. <laughs> um okay uh you know what let's just round it out with one more ghosting story before we take a break and head to i feel petty so i meet this guy on the app
2: where ladies have to reach out first and Mm. it was amazing He is texting all day long he calls me every day after work he begs me to go to cabo with him for his 30th birthday all right i said no because you know covid but he begs i cave we go It was amazing. Things were great. I even then mowed this douchebee when we got back because I felt like he paid more money than I did. And a few texts were returned, no phone calls, and I never saw him again. (gasps) And all I have to say is, fuck that guy.
1: Fuck that guy.
0: Fuck that guy. Have has she considered that it could be a Hacks situation. Have you guys seen hacks? Yeah, what, not all the, of the them. episode where <laughs> the episode. There's an episode where Ava meets this guy. Oh my god, yes. And then at the very and and he's like just got this There's something kind of sad about him, but they have yeah, this incredible yeah. night yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end of the night, he kills himself. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oof, oof. Yeah. Um, Maybe he got COVID. Yeah. This man, you mm. know, he's
2: obviously playing a little fast and loose.
0: That's just very, very strange. Uh, Too many yeah. vacation
2: related ghostings. And yeah, to feel like great. you had a good time on the trip—that's one where I would yeah. definitely be like, "What did I do wrong?" Yeah, right. What did I miss? Yeah, yeah. Oof. Yeah. But that's, fuck that guy for sure. Well, fuck y'all. that guy one hundred percent.
3: Yeah. Get your Venmo back. Can yeah. You
0: do that. Can you reverse? <laughs> Do a pull a Megan Daly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Venmo request him. <laughs> Venmo request him publicly. A bunch of pina
1: coladas. <laughs> but wait, Megan, you did he ever Venmo you back? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. He
3: knew
2: that. He knew. He knew he was wrong.
0: Incredible. That's a win. That That is is a win. Amazing. Well, thank you to our listeners for all of the ghosting stories. We got so many, and uh, we need to do more listener submission episodes because they're so fun. Um, I'm sorry you went through the ghosting experience, everybody, except for the one who got married. I'm not sorry about that. It seems like everything worked out. sorry (laughs) about that, but thank you for sharing, um, and we're definitely going to do some sort of listener submission episode in the near future, but first we're going to take a quick And when we come back, I feel petty. Before we get to I Feel Petty, a little bit of housekeeping. So uh, I'm sure some of you have been able to put together that this is my last show before I go on maternity leave. Um, I have no idea if the baby's going to come on or before the due date, which is Halloween, um, or if they're just going to hang out menacing my guts for a little while longer. Um, But the time has come for me to slow my roll and focus on getting my house ready for the loudest roommate. I think I will have ever had the spookiest little roommate you'll ever have. Spooky, angry little baby that just has not stopped waking me up from inside my body for like four months. It is, and we still don't know if it's a boy or a girl. We still don't know. Kay. We do not. We did not I find know. out. We're not doing like the secret. We're keeping it a secret thing because I'm bad at secrets and I would have let it slip. Uh, we do, we do not know. The gender reveal will be out of my vagina
1: you're not going to set things on fire like forests <laughs> no when you find out what no. the baby
0: is or no comes out as. no I'm not going to imagine if that was like your legacy like when my parents had a gender reveal party for me they lit a forest fire yes yeah, that would be it's, how it's, imba- it's how-
1: one thing to put on your roommate you know synopsis for college
0: yeah, ooh, that I I wonder how many essays there will be about that because I I wrote something about how many like gender reveal disasters there have been. There's a lot. There's a lot. The people that do gender reveals tend to be. People that you would want to handle explosives the least, but also the most confident in handling explosives. And that's kind of a bad combination. Um, So I wanted to tell everybody about what's going to happen when I'm gone. Alyssa is going to be taking over, which I'm sure you all predicted. Um, She'll be (laughs) taking over and we'll have a group of hysteria regular ladies kind of cycling in as her second in command. And you know all of them. You love all of them. It's going to be super fun. It's going to be great. Plus, we have some really special guests i i want to like see i'm bad at keeping secrets but i will keep this secret you have to keep the secret because also this
1: was my like if i can do this then maybe people won't be so sad you're gone
0: (laughs) um i also i'm so i'm seriously so excited for the like special guests lineups and it's gonna be so cool. Um and I'll hopefully be checking in from time to time. You know, once I feel up to it, uh we'll be I'll be coming in and if everything goes well, I'll probably be back at the beginning of 2022. Uh which is crazy we're almost at the end of 2021, which is yeah kind of crazy. Um I wanna take a second to thank Alyssa for being uh one of the first humans who knew I was pregnant. I, like And kept the secret. She did keep it a secret on complete lockdown. And I also want to thank Caroline and uh, the other behind-the-scenes folks who work on the show um, and all the amazing hysteria women for being awesome sources of strength and friendship through all of this. Like every single person who's like a co-host checks in on me and, you know, re offered to bring me pineapple the other day. And it's just everybody's been so great. Um, And I want to thank Crooked Media for being nothing but supportive of me during my pregnancy and for being so flexible and accommodating. And I was not told to say this, but I do want to say (laughs) for our listeners that they have been nothing but wonderful. And so when I'm bitching about like paid family leave and stuff, I'm not bitching about my – current Your situation. Um, it's a good stitch. But Alyssa, I am so excited to see what you do with the show or to hear what you do with the show. Um, and uh, I'm excited to check in with you. Wait until we prank call you. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't know. I can't predict what kind of mother I will be because it hasn't happened yet. I know that there are some people who like get murderously angry if someone like knocks on their door because it like ruins the <laughs> vibes. So, yeah, go ahead and prank call me. See what happens. <laughs> Okay. House has been kept. That was a long housekeeping. Oh, I wanted to add one more thing. Uh, Virginia voters. Virginia voters. Next Tuesday, which is November 2nd, you need to vote for governor. And look, you might not love both people that are up for election, but pick the one that is not fucking insane. That is all I'm—that is a very low bar. Pick the one who is not fucking insane. That is Terry McAuliffe is not fucking insane and that should be enough to put him over the finish line but it's really important it's a close election i think the latest polling shows that a, a total it's d- close it's a dead heat it's tight it's a dead yeah. heat and you guys vote for the person who is not fucking insane and tell your friends who are also not insane to not vote for the insane guy because you do not need an insane governor texas has an insane governor Florida has an insane governor. South Dakota has an insane governor. All that insane governors do is try to get attention at the expense of actually governing. Do not get yourself an insane governor. That's the last thing you need. Okay, Vote for Terry McAuliffe. Vote against Glenn Youngkin. He's an insane man. That's it. That's that's it. In a nutshell. This was not paid for the McAuliffe campaign. This was. This is my opinion as a person who does not want to see the people that I know and love who live in Virginia living under an insane governor. I, I don't want that for you guys. You're you're too good. You're too good for that. Okay. Now, uh, house has been kept. Let's get to. I feel petty. Mine is not petty. Um, but it is something that I forgot to talk about during news, so I'm going to talk about it now. <laughs> um, pregnancy brain is a real thing, Megan. It's really fun. You just forget facts, but your empathy goes crazy because your amygdala is getting larger and your gray matter is shrinking. So there's going to be a period of time where you have to write shit down, otherwise you forget it. But you're really good at picking up on like foreshadowing clues in film. Oh boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's how I that's how I figured out the Squid Game in oh, like okay. episode okay. four. Okay. Um, So so November 1st, the Supreme Court is going to be hearing arguments uh, with the Biden administration against the state of Texas and the abortion law that effectively makes abortion illegal after six weeks gestation. This is literally less than the bare minimum. What I anticipate the Supreme Court to be doing here is... Being poised to strike this down because this law is literally insane. They are going to strike down SB 8 almost certainly. It is an insane law. A month later, they're going to be hearing arguments in Dobbs versus the Jackson Women's Health Association, which is a Mississippi challenge to Roe v. Wade that bans abortions after 15 weeks. Do not fall for the Supreme Court's sales pitch as them, as 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 moderates because they're not fucking moderates. Striking down SB 8 is just, like, the least crazy thing to do. Like, nobody deserves any applause whatsoever for voting to strike down SB8. They didn't opt to block SB8 before uh, they agreed to hear the challenge. So the law is in effect and it's impacting people's lives in Texas. Um, They're not a serious organization when it comes to abortion rights. Don't give them any credit. And if you see anybody, any any pundit, any, like, political observer— talking about the Supreme Court's turn toward moderation. And I'm sure you're going to see a bunch of dumb fucking shit about it. Don't buy it. That person is not a serious political analyst if they cannot see SB8 in the context of what is coming, which is Dobbs versus Jackson, which is the challenge to Roe v. Wade that will likely overturn the 50-year-old precedent. So please, 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 I'm begging you, don't applaud the Supreme Court until they have cited... In favor of upholding Roe because otherwise fuck them, like otherwise completely fuck them. It's not petty. It's very serious. Um, But you can probably I think you can listen to Supreme Court arguments. Is that correct, Um, Alyssa? Yes. You can listen to them. So definitely tune in if you're interested in it. I also would encourage people to tune in and listen um, just because think more people should be exposed to the brilliance that is Sonia Sotomayor, uh, especially during arguments. She's so awesome. Um, and so listening to her argue will be a, a treat amid uh, muck. So uh, November 1st, abortion Supreme Court case. I'm really hoping that SBA gets struck down. But if it does, nobody deserves any credit whatsoever. That's what I feel petty about. Okay. Um, Megan. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: A hard agree. Yeah. Um, mine, okay, so mine is a time when I was petty and I have realized the error of my ways. I used to think Dancing with the Stars was fluff and silly and why would anyone watch this? And I'm not, I'm not fully watching it, but I have been so taken by this season. I got dragged in by Cody Rigsby and now JoJo Siwa and Iman Shumpert. Yes are so incredible that it is like mind boggling the creativity. I cannot turn away from the dances that they are doing. Aman Shumpert got a perfect score. He's a former basketball player and he's gorgeous and fun. And he actually has a show on VH1 with his wife and two kids and, that I do like. Um, <laughs> Tiana Taylor is his wife. And he got a perfect score doing an us themed dance. I saw that. And it's so incredible. And, he's, and and Jojo Siwa is is dancing with a female partner. And it seems like I would say watch the clips because Tyra does seem, you know, Tyra. But I was wrong to dancing with the stars. And I apologize.
0: Wow. JoJo Siwa dressed hmm. up like a pennywise. female female Pennywise. pennywise. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that show can be so bonkers. Yeah. But like in a fun way, I feel like in the era of the masked singer, uh, dancing with the stars is sort of restrained. It seems normal now. Yeah. yeah that there's avatars
2: singing, whatever that, so whatever that show is. You're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pennywise
0: is doing a rumba. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Alyssa, (laughs) Alyssa, what are you you feeling petty about Uh, this
1: week? So I'm not sure if any of you guys saw the article that uh, there's a little internal upheaval at Facebook, but not over what you would think. Um, It appears that their head of public policy and government affairs – hosted, went to Brett Kavanaugh's swearing in and then hosted a party for him. And when everyone at Facebook found out, not everyone, when some people at Facebook found out about it, they were very like, of course, angry. And they're like, you're basically saying that you support, like that you are not taking the claims against him seriously and all this stuff. And Sheryl Sandberg, God bless, she can twist herself into a pretzel over anything. She's like, No, but it was personal. It was on his personal time. And it's like, he's the Supreme Court justice. And he's the head of government affairs. That shit ain't personal. And I guess mostly, I read this entire article. And I was like, it is amazing to me that they will defend anything. (laughs) Like, you can just be silent. You can't I mean, but instead, or you could say, you know what, it was fucked up. Shouldn't have done it, blah, blah, blah. But I guess, I don't know, I'm just so sick of them. And this was just like, enough, shut the fuck up. Stop talking. Like the scene in Sex in the City, my favorite scene with Carrie and Aiden, when she's like, you talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. Don't you ever just shut up? You and your Rogaine and your speed stick. But anyway, that's how I feel about all of Facebook. <laughs>
0: You know, it sort of reminds <laughs> me of uh, their responses to things that happen. And also, I get paid by Facebook to write uh, a b- my. Boom! I know, my pregnant. <laughs> I, I write about pregnancy and like childbirth and stuff on Facebook Bulletin. Um, but I also am free to say things about Facebook that happen in the news. Um, but sometimes when I see their PR arm. Um, You know, responding to criticism in news articles, it reminds me a little bit of like how Chinese state TV responds Mm -hmm. to like criticism of the Chinese government. It's like, oh, that was over the top. Like, oh, why did you, you know, like it just doesn't seem Necessary and appropriate, right. and it's you seemed... can just not say anything. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's a fair thing to feel petty about. Uh, Tien, what well, do you...
3: I mean, the stakes are very high with the what I feel petty about. <laughs> so, no, I I feel really petty. I, I know people really love it, but um, you guys, I really hate. Lip syncing videos. I think I cannot stand to see them. I know people really like seeing them on TikTok and Instagram, but I don't think it's a thing to just lip sync other people's things. I think drag queens should be the only people that are allowed to lip sync. If you're not in drag, sorry, you can't lip sync. (laughs) Um, this I feel very strongly about this. Uh, I just I don't I don't I don't like the lip syncing. Stop with the lip syncing. Except for the one, I I was sent one lip syncing video of like a a little seven year old, like little seven year old white boy. And I only say that because he was lip syncing my Hank Tina stand up bit. Oh thought was re- it's, which is very specifically about my name being mispronounced. And he did it perfectly, that hit just him and drag queens. Okay. So those are the only people <laughs> that are allowed to lip sync. Everyone else needs to stop.
1: But wait, wait, Tian, have you seen the William White TikTok? No. Okay, so if you're a middle-aged white woman, let me just say that this kid who's like a model and looks like Rob Lowe back when Rob, like back in the 80s, he lip syncs to like Barry Manilow and Benny Mardonas. <laughs> And everyone I know is like, have you seen him? So (laughs) I agree, but he's also kind of acting because he's trying to be Rod Lowe. But anyway, check it out, William White. Okay, I'll look
3: at it, but you know what? (laughs) I need to you stand strong. Yeah, you may I not. I don't know you
2: if
0: going to connect with TN. <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah. It may
1: just
2: be a
0: Different middle-aged white <laughs> Different target demo. Uh, you know what I love on TikTok, though? This isn't lip syncing, but it's a cousin to lip syncing. It's when people take viral clips and they're playing on like the bottom of a, sc- a split screen, but they're talking along with the viral clip or like <laughs> harmonizing with it or singing with it at the same exact cadence. It's really It's like I can't get behind any of this. (laughs) (laughs) All right, okay. So Tien is basically the Mussolini of hating (laughs) fun. Um, But uh, that's all the time we have, guys.
1: We wait, Erin. It's actually not though. What? It's not. It's not. We're not. We're not quite done. Mm -hmm. Oh, because the girls and I we are so excited for you and Josh, and we can't wait to meet the little one. that we've come up with a quick little segment we're calling Baby, You're a Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys. I'm going to kick it off. Scorpios are strong, enigmatic, independent characters who crackle with an intensity and charisma that
2: makes them unignorable. Megan? Megan? You can bet there's something juicy going on under the wraps, though. Because Scorpios like extremes, challenges, dangers, and darkness. Oh, wow. A Halloween baby. Um, they are, because of their planetary ruler, Pluto, drawn to the outliers of human experience. If it's kinky, sorry.
0: <laughs> That'll be
2: in a few years.
0: A long, many, many years. Many, many years. I
2: support my baby's
0: kink. Okay, okay. If
2: it's kinky, risky, or thrilling. A Scorpio will be involved somehow. You're going to have a climber on your hands.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) Okay, uh, Scorpio is like the big, bad, elder sibling of the water sign crew. You don't mess with the turbulent, deadly scorpion because their sting can be fatal. And they make the other signs of the Zodiac, apart from maybe Aries, who they share a planetary influence with, don't know what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And they make the other signs of the Zodiac look like little weak bitches.
1: Wow!
0: Look at that! That's that's bitches! That's fun! As, As a vain Leo with a detached Aquarius moon, uh, I anticipate some tension between (laughs) me and this uh, child. Again, gobbledygook to my brain. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's almost like you don't live in California and this stuff doesn't (laughs) permeate your brain. Erin, scorpions, they're
1: relentless. Give a Scorpio a meaningful and positive purpose and they could change the world. There's no stopping them. Self-doubt, recriminations, a lack of confidence. This is alien to them. They know what they want. So good luck with all of that,
0: Erin. We're going to miss you. Oh, man. We're so
2: excited. We're
0: so excited. I'm going to come back looking like um, that top. That I was just, for whatever reason, picturing that doll from the Rugrats that's just got, like, yes. tufts oh, of God. hair. <laughs> <I'm gonna look laughs> that's how I'm going to come back. Postpartum hair loss <laughs> with, like, tufts coming out. Dealing with a child that is, like, ah. Like, Cynthia. That doll, yeah. Cynthia. Yeah.
2: I think we should have a hair exchange. I'm getting so much hair right now. Sure. That when yours starts to fall out, I'll give you some of mine. And we
0: can just pay it forward. Absolutely. That sounds and then great. I'll
2: need it from someone else in the hysteria well, I, crew. I
0: don't know if that's the best idea. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It is a great idea.
3: Okay, okay, okay.
0: Um, Well, guys, thank you so much. That's That was really, really terrifying. <laughs> um, uh, Megan and Tien, thank you so much for being on the show. My last one before. Oh. Uh, Alyssa, thank you for being my ride or die. I know you're going to do such a great job with the show when I'm gone. And uh, and thanks to all you, the listeners. If you want to keep up with what I'm doing, I'm not going to be doing the show for a couple months, but I am going to be updating my uh, my blog, which is at Just That's where I put all of my feelings about pregnancy and childbirth. And I feel like the first... Few weeks are just going to consist of me typing A-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H, etc. But if you want to catch up with me, I'm available there. I will be checking in on social media sporadically. But it I'm so excited to see what the show does when I'm not here. I'm excited to become a mom and come back on the other side and tell you guys all not to do it. Oh, no! And there will be more hysteria for you next week. Hysteria is a crooked media production. Caroline Reston is our producer. Our executive producer is me, Aaron Ryan. Alyssa Mastromonico is our co producer, and Brian Semmel is our associate producer. Kyle Seglin and Charlotte Landis are the sound engineers, and our editor is Sarah Gibolaska and the folks at Chapter 4. Thank you to our digital team, Nar Melkonian, Mia Kelman, Milo Kim, and Matt DeGroot.